are Sean. And they are Maggie. And we are Bob Snobs. Um, it's a show where we watch SpongeBob with you, the listener. Um, <laughs> this, this week, just now, we watched Patty Caper and Missing, missing Identity. identity. Mm-hmm. And they're both sort of like a noirish type. That's why we paired them together. Um, I had never seen Patty Caper before today. I have like vague memories of watching Patty Caper, just like bits and pieces of it stuck out in my mind, but like not all of it. Yeah, this and... was a new experience for me. Didn't How... didn't care for it. Gotta say. <laughs> yeah, it. I don't think I enjoyed it the first time I watched it. <laughs> didn't much enjoy it now either. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely some weird things that stuck out to me that I did not enjoy. Yeah, I agree. There were some moments where I had a chuckle. But for the most part, it was like, why am I watching this? (laughs) Who made this and was like, yeah, this is entertaining. (laughs) Because it wasn't even entertaining in a bad way. It was just like very flat and procedural and just not fun to view and i'm sure it wasn't fun to write either no i just for me it was just like a lot of what what are they doing what the hell is wrong <laughs> with this why is this happening i thought it opened strong <laughs> with um mr Krabs in like in the spotlight and telling spongebob to grab a seat and spongebob's like there's no chairs and he's like, grab a seat. <laughs> I thought that was sort of okay. That was pretty funny. Yeah, that was It wasn't, wasn't great. It wasn't great, but it was like, fine. It it passed. Mm-hmm. It passes. And then, like, they did okay with, like, kicking off the episode further. Like, kicking off the mystery of, like, you know, you gotta collect the secret formula and, you know, go and yeah. get it from this police thing but i feel like that's so the way they did it was so over the top like like dragging attention to it like it feels like ridiculous that like if this is supposed to be a secret and you don't want anybody to know about it or anything like why lock down the restaurant with everybody inside (laughs) it for one if that would happen to me like if i was sitting inside of like a burger king and like you know metal grates came down around the windows i would fucking panic like yeah (laughs) oh my god i'm panic um stuck in a fast food restaurant for the foreseeable future not great no what i found strangest about this situation was mr krabs's if you don't safely get the formula then don't bother coming back and then once SpongeBob does come back, there's no like verification that he succeeded. And given the end of the episode, which I don't know if we're not if we're not wanting to spoil it just yet, it doesn't make any sense that he would say any of that. Yeah, really. Like you think he'd just be like, "Oh yeah, I, I need you to grab this and then like just get back to work. Just like be discreet, keep it safe." And you would think this is something they do on, like, at least a monthly basis, right? Yeah, because that is a tiny bottle. 
Yeah, unless um, you need one drop, which maybe, but still, it's a lot of burgers. Like, what do you think the ratio is? Like, how much, even like one drop, how much like Krabby Patty meat do you think that stuff makes? Did they just prepare like a huge helping of like Krabby Patty fixings and add it in just enough to do that? And then how long can that like one little bottle sustain them for that's the question right so is it this big of a production every single time every like maybe let's say twice a month they've got to roll out all of these dudes which we should lay out the scene it's like a military vehicle rolls up to the crusty crab a bunch of like are they armed yeah swat team dressed officers like lined up on either side Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like the they're um, escorting some high official, like political ambassador or something. It's just for the secret formula, mm-hmm. um, which is also interesting because we never really get like obviously we're never going to learn what the secret formula is. But this is like the deepest into the lore <laughs> of the secret formula that we've ever really gotten. Like, the government's apparently involved. Either that or just, like, a really militarized corporation that sells whatever the product is. Like, and also, the product, he said, it costs $1.99 per little bottle. And they only get one. So that's the whole, that's the whole secret formula. So it, I'd have to imagine that it costs more for that whole production than it costs to get the bottle itself. Yeah. That's a pretty good price for a bunch of SWAT people, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, also, I always sort of imagined that the secret ingredient was made, like, in-house. Mm-hmm. Or, like, procured in-house. Now they're buying it from some mysterious corporation? Like, the implications of this are just insane. Like, are other companies also purchasing the secret formula? It's not exclusive to the Krusty Krab. If so, Plankton could just contact this corporation. I'm sure they'd be happy to sell it to him. Unless they have some sort of contract with the Krusty Krab. That means that there's, like, more than just SpongeBob and Mr. Krabs that know the ingredients of the secret formula so like i know it's whoever makes it right at this mysterious company that we don't really get to learn about except that they're selling it in little bottles with an x on it which makes it look by po- like poison by the way really? for a dollar 99 to just whoever wants to buy it i guess it's just like it's very it's upsetting to me yeah it, it's wild <laughs> I don't understand why they would do this. Do the writers realize the implications of this? Or were they just like, yeah, 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 let's just do a big SWAT team and they buy it for $1.99. It's funny, right? It's funny. But they don't... Did they think about all of this? Do they realize what they've done to the S... S... The lore. C-U, the SS Cinematic Universe. (laughs) The SpongeBob Cinematic Universe. Yeah, SpongeBob SquarePants Cinematic Universe is what I was going for. I couldn't think of letters, but yeah, <laughs> you lost the alphabet. 
I wanted to say SB, but then I was like, wait, that's not his last name. That's just the second part of his first name. <laughs> yes, you know, SpongeBob. 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 Yeah. But yeah, so that's very upsetting. But that's only like the first 30 seconds of the episode. There's a lot more. Oh, God. Yeah, there's there's so much more. There's interrogations. Like, mm-hmm. we get to interrogate, like, they interrogate Squidward, and there was something, like, a little bit upsetting about that to me. Yeah. Like, not even what they say to him, but, like... The scene? Yeah. It was, like, like he's extremely gay-coded, right? Like, he's wearing a pink headband, and he's doing, like traditionally like women's exercise like stepping on the box and stepping off the box you know how they do that women (laughs) i'm sorry that was i know that's sexist but that's like (laughs) i didn't even think about that society yeah i mean there's a lot of like there's a lot that i feel like squidward is very much gay coded of course but i was thinking about like how Squidward is very, like, how almost sickly thin Squidward oh, is yeah, yeah, when yeah. he revealed that metal, like, the metal, and then he, like, uplifted he his entire his fucking house. Yeah. So, first of all, you're basically a skeleton. He reveals that they're trying to figure out what he was doing with a mysterious box. Turns out tap shoes were inside because he was doing a tap competition, which, yeah, that's in character. But then he opens up his leotard to reveal this third place medal. But just in the background, you can see his ribs and it's really unsettling. Like ribs and then there's just like... It almost looks like there's just like a... Like just... A tube. Like, it yeah. doesn't look like there's any organs. He looks like a starving man. Yes. He looks like he's never eaten in his life. It was he looks very like he's upsetting. A, I mean, I guess it's fitting. He's like a man who is dead, but somehow still walking. I feel like he's a metaphor for a lot more. Like, <laughs> he's like a metaphor what? for SpongeBob SquarePants, the show. He's a walking dead man. Or squid. Or octopus actually right right i think he's no i think he is an octopus yeah i think that was established he has like eight arms mm-hmm. actually he has six he has four feet and two arms does he yeah so i don't know what that makes him i don't know marine biology who do you think i am a smart person so squidward is very gay coded and SpongeBob breaks in. Wait, is Patrick with them at this point? Yes. I think he's just, yeah. Patrick yeah. is his partner in crime through all these interrogations. Yeah. We never even question whether Patrick had any part in this. Mm-hmm. He was never a suspect. No. Because Patrick can do no wrong, except that he very much can. <laughs> We've seen him do very many wrong things in mm-hmm. his life, his tumultuous life. But he's never a suspect here. I guess because it, it would require you to be kind of smart to um, steal the formula. And they do interview the three smartest characters on the show. True. So, yeah, I, I guess they're consistent there. I did also, like, with Sandy's inter- like interrogation, mm-hmm. like, I was sort of questioning how that 
they like snuck up to her house and then SpongeBob's like, oh, I'm I'm going in, puts mm-hmm. on his water helmet and then tunnels underneath her dome and up yeah. into um, and I was thinking the whole time, like, wouldn't the water, wouldn't he have just killed her? Because wouldn't all the water just, like, zoom in? I don't think so. Like, I don't know a lot about science, as previously stated, but I think the air pressure that's already in the dome, like, the air doesn't have anywhere else to go. So it would be not able to flood the it dome. It would push the water out. Yeah. So, (laughs) that actually checks out, I think. All right. I was just very worried for Sandy. Yeah. She'll be fine. All right. Um, But yeah, he interviews Sandy, or interrogates Sandy, more like. Yeah. um, Accuses Sandy. Yeah, basically. He has, for every single person he accuses, he has these very elaborate, specific ways that he's pretty sure that they stole the formula and so he's talking to sandy and he's like you used a shrink ray no not a shrink ray a you freeze used ray. an invisible oh yeah invisible you used an invisible yeah. potion on yourself to sneak up and move in between the guards mm-hmm. and then you used a time freezing device when in when the the package was being passed and then you used a laser to cut a hole in it, and then you grabbed out the secret formula, or the secret ingredient, so yeah. that you could reverse engineer it to get to make yourself Krabby Patties so you wouldn't have to pay for it. And it's all kind of framed as a joke, but it wasn't funny. <laughs> no. That's my criticism. It wasn't funny. I don't have any reasons. It just, it wasn't. I didn't even take it as a joke. I thought he was being, like, serious-ish. Well, he was being serious in the context of that's what SpongeBob really believes. He's not making a joke, but the show itself was framing it like, this is funny, right? This is outlandish. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. But it's not funny just because it's outlandish. Sorry, jokes. (laughs) Sorry, jokes. You're not here. (laughs) Yeah. You're not present in this moment. And then Sandy's outraged, and she's like, you can't just accuse people with no evidence, because now I'm mad at you. (laughs) Make sure your house is in order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that like a Southern saying? Make sure your own house is in order before you, what did she say? Knock on other people's houses? I don't know. (laughs) Next time, before you run around accusing people of things, Ah, make sure your own house is in order first. And that brings them to SpongeBob interrogating Gary. Like, I had a lot of questions here because, like, even if Gary did steal the formula, what the hell was he going to do with it? I did almost laugh here. I was very much in danger of laughing. They just have SpongeBob ruminating on Sandy's advice, and he's like, Make sure my own house is in order. And then they smash cut to them pointing a flashlight at Gary and just screaming, Why'd you do it, Gary? (laughs) So I thought, I don't know. I was pretty into that. I thought that was just a quality two seconds. (laughs) It doesn't make up for the rest of it, but that was a quality two seconds. 
I think one of the main times I laughed was in this episode, maybe one of the only times I laughed was during uh, Gary's interrogation at that sketch of mm-hmm. Squidward. Oh God, don't even. <laughs> it was such a terrible sight that it was almost yeah. funny. So yeah, Gary says that he did not do it, but he did see someone suspiciously leaving the Krusty Krab. With they, a box. He's, he conveys this lassie style by just meowing, and then they're interpreting it. And so he's meowing and describing the suspect, and Patrick sketches what he hears, supposedly. And it's just a very extremely sexual, extremely erotic... Is he naked? I think he's naked. Slightly monstrous. Very monstrous. It's a it's a sketch of this Squidward, the sexual Squidward, just sort of in a very weird pose. He's like on the ground, right? Sort of in like a paint me like one of your French girls position. Yeah, yeah he's in that position and he's just sort of like craning his neck to... A Krabby Patty that is just apparently on the ground and taking, like, a bite out of it. That's a pretty good description of it, yeah. Yeah. And it it was, it made me mad. It made me mad to have to see that with my own eyes. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was sort of funny. I mean, it was awful, but it was, I mean, it was awful and, like, it was so awful. It was, it it got a laugh out of me. Yeah, <laughs> like some base instinct was like, I don't know how to interpret this, so I guess I'll laugh. <laughs> I can either either react in fear or in terror or <laughs> in laughter. So yeah, I'm going I'm to react in laughter for now. And Otherwise we... your brain would just self-destruct in horror. So you had to laugh. And then we get to fucking Plankton. Mm-hmm. We're actually going completely out of order. Plankton was first. Oh, Obviously, yeah. he's the first suspect. But who cares about order and things like that? Plankton's episode was the most... Or Plankton's interrogation was the most upsetting for me. Yeah. Because we walk in on Plankton sitting in a high chair with a bib. Yep. About to be fed a Krabby Patty From by Karen, Karen, his wife. Yeah, from Karen, his wife. There was just something like extremely upsetting to me because like like the first question that came into my mind what I say it okay I'll say mine first in my notes I have written kink question mark yeah I I was pretty much <laughs> along those that same thought track because I was just like because I feel like in other episodes I've seen uh, <laughs> Plankton also in like a high chair or a bib before when he's eating. And yeah, I was the like, joke is supposed to be the intended joke is like he's very small, so he needs a high chair to eat. But, but like you could just no. have a small table. You don't need a high chair. And then it like, There's no purpose because the Krabby Patty is on the table, like, like several inches away, which to Plankton would be like several feet away. 
So he's going to have to get out of the high chair and go get it. Or the more horrifying option is Karen cuts it into little pieces and feeds it to him while he's sitting in his high chair. And I don't like that image at all. I don't either. It's very bad. I just like this whole, that whole scene was upsetting for me because as soon as I thought it, saw it, like, the words age play popped in my mind, and then I, I was like, it. oh, I'm done. I can't. I'm done. I have to leave. We have to be done. I have to go. Mm-hmm. And the horrible thing is that this is a show for kids, and they don't know. They don't know about the kinks. It just makes me think, someone in the writer's room. Let me look at the writers. Hold on. I have their wiki open. And I'm going to name names. Either Casey Alexander, Zeus Servas, or Eric Shaw have an age play kink. I'm looking at you guys. I know the truth. You thought you could sneak it in without notice, but I noticed. Casey, Zeus, and Eric. Figure it out (laughs) by seeing if in the other episodes there's a repeat writer. Mm Mm-hmm. Look for all the episodes where Plankton is eating while perched on a high chair. See if there's a common denominator. We have to go deeper. We don't. We don't. We can I let this no. die right here. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I'm, okay, I'm we're done. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's talk about missing identity. Okay. Before I die. Wait, are we done with Patty Caper? We don't have to keep talking about. Oh yeah, I had I had a the ending, like it was Mr. Krabs in the end. If you have not figured it out, on mm-hmm. who has stolen the the secret ingredient? Yes, mm-hmm. he said, "Oh well, I don't want to have to pay a dollar ninety nine. So if it disappeared, then I just don't have to pay it." It's like mm-hmm. I don't think that's how that works. I'm pretty that's sure kind you of s- how that works. I figured you still have to pay for it. They may bring you another bottle but like but then he'd still have that one so that's a free bottle that's true he's taken to a judge oh god yeah who i'm going to confirm the name of now because we both heard one name and i'm not sure (laughs) that we heard the right name Let's just go with Judge Trout. That it sounds... is Judge Trout. Thank God. We both heard Judge Trump. And we were very upset and shaken to be reminded of the existence of it. <laughs> of the current state of our reality. Yeah. <sighs> mm-hmm. This was way before. They didn't know. Yeah, they didn't know. Well, didn't even know so, they didn't... It was Trout. It was Trout. His was name's Trout. And Judge Trout put lays down this, like, wild sentence in my mind mm-hmm. that because he stole a $1.99, like, formula or seasoning or whatever whatever the secret ingredient is. Well, it's more than that, too, though. He also framed SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And I guess was going to fire him? Like, why would you set him up so you're going to fire him? That's the question that I posed at the beginning, but it still stands. 
just well, a line. If you don't fight. come back with that formula or that ingredient, don't bother coming back. But he knows he's not going to come back with it. He wasn't even going to fire him. He was going to have him sent to prison. I know. Which, like, I guess that justifies it, the sentence more in my mind. But, like, he requires Mr. Krabs give away Krabby Patties for free. What the fuck? <laughs> what? Someone knock on your door. Somebody knock on my window. Go away. Dude, what? Go away. No. What were you even saying? <laughs> um... So, Judge Trout requires Mr. Krabs to give away Krabby Patties for free all day. Like, that's still sort of a wild punishment to me. It makes me feel like they live in an anarchic society. I don't know all the rules of anarchy. Well, that's the point. There are no rules. (laughs) He's done some shady shit. The shit that... I am the most disappointed about. So, you know, for each interrogation, they have a very involved theory of how they got away with it, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know how he got away with it. It's never answered. That's true. He's just like, yeah, it was me. You got me. Cause how he did he basic- pull that shit off? I don't know. How did he do it? It's never explained. Like, it was a very elaborate security system. They have all the squat, the SWAT guys, and they have the big military vehicle. So how do you do it? Yeah. And you're not going to tell us, because you don't know either, show writers. <laughs> Admit it. <laughs> you never came up with a real way to steal things. You just slapped a Band-Aid on the ending because you didn't know how to stitch up the, yeah. the wound. They wrote a mystery that they didn't know how to solve, and they just sort of glossed over that. (laughs) Real bang-up job, guys. On top of the whole implications of the secret uh, ingredient, that it's just a formula that anyone can buy. (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it totally demystifies it and ruins it, and... I don't want to say ruin, actually, because you can always just pretend this episode doesn't exist and it's just fine. Is that what you're going to do? That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> this doesn't exist in the mm-hmm. the uh, oh, the M S S S C U. The M S S C U. What is the M for? Maggie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Maggie's okay. Spongebob Squarepants cin- Cinematic Universe. Who now I have to like pick and choose the episodes <laughs> that I want to be in my own personal universe. Yeah, you're creating your Spongebob universe. Yeah, my canon. It's just the good ones. Case closed. <laughs> it's just the good ones. The bad ones aren't in it. It's just the good ones. So how would you rate this episode if you're... If you're going to pick the good ones and the bad ones. This one? Like, how many sponges would this get? Two. Two sponges. Two whole sponges. I laughed twice. So that's usually a good thing for one of these episodes. Sometimes I don't laugh at all, so kudos to the two laughs. But the what you did to the SSCU, unforgivable. 
Shame. <laughs> Two out of ten sponges. <laughs> How would you rate it, Sean? Um, hmm. I always ask you this question. I never think ahead on how I would rate it. Um, you got to be prepared, man. Preparedness is not one of my strong suits. I know. <laughs> I wing it. That's how I got through everything so far. Um, probably two, maybe three. Because I think three. I think I last once or twice. Mm-hmm. We'll split it. Two and a half. You lose half a sponge because you made me. Confront age play? Yeah, you made me die inside a little bit with the age play. <laughs> okay. Well, that's that. We don't ever have to watch that episode or think about it again. I've already erased it from my memory. <laughs> so next on our list, missing identity. How is your relationship with this episode? I remember watching it as a tween. I think I would have been a tween by the time it came out. No, 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 no. Because it came out in like 2002 no, it or didn't. three. Not not like 2012 or whatever. It came time. out 2004. Mm. And 2004 would have been, I would have been. You would have been like eight. Uh, you were born in 1996. You would have yep. been eight. Yes. You yes. <laughs> Math. I can't do it in my, my mind. <laughs> okay, so when you first watched it, how did you feel? What was your emotional journey? I mean, I really liked that, the noir vibe. Yeah, yeah. That framing device, it was very new. Um, as... Mm -hmm. Babies, we're not versed. We're not well versed in the noir genre of movies, of film. Uh, Good exposure the first... as kids to yeah, what's yeah. to come. It was very highbrow. So yeah, they just mostly have this very noir, sad piano music playing. Was it piano? I think it was piano. Right? Right. So uh, they close yeah, in on this diner. Yeah, it was like a jazz, sort of soulful sadness, like very st stereotypical noir. Mm -hmm. The opening scene was a close-up of this unfamiliar setting with this unfamiliar music playing. Um, and then they go inside on Spongebob, uh, <laughs> all sad and depressed like a noir protagonist. Uh, contemplating so, his existence. Yeah, yeah, contemplating his existence, his very sense of self so yeah that's the framing device very noir but the story itself is of course it's not noir it's just regular spongebob but it's that framing device that really really stands out and what makes the episode what it is i feel like mm -hmm. that's what uh that's what i remember the episode as just this noir sort of i feel like i'm saying noir a lot I'm sorry. I mean, I mean, you are, but like, it's important too. It's so important. I thought I thought it was funny how they like started it out, like SpongeBob butting in, even mm -hmm. though uh, obviously they were trying to move on in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And I'm like, Weston, like, I need to leave. Yeah, the guy's like, I gotta go. And he's pointing to his watch. But SpongeBob's already, like, launching into his story. It's pretty good. I, I really sort of related to SpongeBob in that moment because I'm <laughs> real bad at reading social situations. I know. <laughs> but, like, in a good way, it's fine. <laughs> so I feel like I'd definitely be the same person to do that and, like, would have picked up on it, like, afterwards. Okay, my favorite part of that framing device is when he's still telling the story and like and then the the cook from the back room sticks his head through the window and he's like, "Why did you eat snail food?" Really? <laughs> and I was like, that was really good. I didn't I didn't remember that guy was there and he was just a pleasant surprise. I didn't either. He was good. <laughs> I had that I actually had that same note like I I mean, I feed my dog the same food all the time. Never in a million years has it crossed my mind to, like, sample my dog's food to see what what it's like on the other side. <laughs> I've had the temptation. I don't know if the temptation was influenced by this episode or if it's an independent. It's probably not independent. I was about but... to say, dude... <laughs> What are Sometimes you telling me? I look me? at it and I'm like, "What does it taste like?" But I don't. I never tried it. Um, but I smell? wanted to. Shit, it it tastes bad. Well, the I wet imagine. food is bad. But I used to only feed them dry food, and so I was just sort of like, "It looks kind of like cereal. It might be good." <laughs> I mean, the I cats that love used it. To eat dog treats all the time. What? I had, I knew someone that would eat, like, would just keep a bag of dog treats and would, like, eat them. What? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they were, tried like, it once and they were like, oh, good shit. And then well, they like, kept they eating were, it. We were training our German Shepherd and they were bacon and egg flavored and, like, I, I think, I think he, like, tried it on a dare and then he really liked them and he, like, no. got a bag for himself and no. started eating them. No, that's not... <laughs> It's not. God, I guess I didn't consider that. I'm glad I didn't try it now, because what if I did like it? (laughs) I would be like that guy. That's the real theory I don't think about. I haven't haven't talked to him in several years. Is he okay? Did he die? No, (laughs) he hasn't died. He just lives across the country. And we weren't that close. Is he still eating dog treats? I Is he trying, no like, clue. new dog treats? Expanding I... his tastes? I mean, if he's still eating dog treats, I hope he's at least eating, like, healthy ones. What the fuck is a healthy dog treat? <laughs> the ones that are, like, full of artificial flavors or whatever. They all are. They're all just like pig butts and artificial flavors. That's what they are. It's like fish eyeballs, pig assholes, and a bunch of chemicals. That's what they are. I know what they are. And he loves them. He what was, the fuck? He was quite the kid. I bet he was. 
oh, you know, it would be perfect if he had like a like a doggy master kink now. That would be fun. We're talking a lot about kinks. I don't like that. But he would be the perfect candidate for a doggy master kink. Honest He's to God. got half of it down already. But my favorite part, I did laugh at this. Um, when Spongebob first tries the snail poe, he, um, like, his blah, like, his sound of disgust is so loud that it makes it to the snail poe, like, manufacturing plant. There's a couple of people, like, business executives. people. Yeah, executives, whatever you call important business people. Um, and the one of the people says, what was that? And another says, I'm not sure. I feel a disturbance. <laughs> I thought that was good. That was good, right? Yeah. I don't think I caught that. <laughs> it was so good. How did you miss it? I think I was writing down something at the time. Yeah, it was great. It was probably like the highlight of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was like uh, Obi-Wan feeling Alderaan burst into a, a billion pieces and he's like there was a disturbance in the force as if a million voices cried out at once and then were silenced I'm probably butchering that line I don't know what it actually was but it was along those lines <laughs> I know oh you've never quoting... seen Star Wars never yeah mind. I know you're <laughs> quoting Star Wars because I've, I've lived in society for long yeah, enough but yeah. like you know who Obi-Wan that... is I know that name yeah He's a Star Wars person. You really gotta I, watch Star Wars, man. We gotta um, work on that. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> okay. I know what Yoda is. Yeah. Yeah, he's the little green man. Yeah, that's about as far and as... He's like, he has that meme song that I maybe watch. Yeah, <laughs> that I watch on occasion when I need to de-stress. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Focusing back. So yeah, he sensed the disturbance. But I assume in the repeats, because the premise of this episode is Spongebob has a terrible morning. He loses his um, he loses his name tag, and in order to find it, he retraces his steps. So he's just doing the reliving the horrible morning over and over again. But I don't think every single time he tasted the snail poe, he screamed to that extent. I don't think he needed to taste the snail poe ever again. Like, you can retrace (laughs) your steps and not, like, I wonder, like, if he hadn't, like, shown such a, like, physical reaction to how much he hated the snail po, I would sort of wonder if he, like, started to, like, get used to the taste of it. I don't think he did. Because the first time that he tasted it, like, his body just turns this ashen color and it literally shrivels up into a very deformed shape. Mm-hmm. It was a very good depiction of tasting something nasty, like how you just shrivel up and you like blanch at the taste. Mm-hmm. But even though his scream weakened with every single taste, that little effect of him changing colors and shriveling up never changed. So I feel like he had the same reaction, but he was just better at suppressing the outward 
uh, you know, reaction, you know. Outward emotions. He was just growing more and more dead inside, numb to the taste, even though his body was having the same reaction. Keep it inside, let it hide. <laughs> Conceal, don't feel. <laughs> don't let it show. Don't let them know. <laughs> the people of Snail Poe is them. They don't are, let Snail Poe know. Don't let Snail Poe know. But I wanted to point out that this actually does work as a mystery story because the hints are there for where his name tag is. Everything is in plain sight. You can figure it out from like the first five minutes or first mm-hmm. two minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. As long as you're like watching, which I was not. I was typing for the most part. No, just... What it is, the one big hint is that his shirt collar that you can clearly see in the framing device where he's talking to the people in the diner is clearly visible. But in the flashback sequences, it's not. It's never visible. It's not visible. So you can you can clearly see that his shirt is on backwards. How did he never notice is. that? I don't know. Like I feel like that'd have to be uncomfortable. I mean, like, he's a square. He's, like, symmetrical on all sides. So I don't know if he'd be able to notice. Fair. But um, my thing is, if he's retracing his steps so so methodically, I guess he wakes up already wearing his uniform? Is that what it is? Maybe? Because they don't show him getting dressed. Like, that's not one of his morning steps in his morning ritual. But he, he just wakes up. But we woke up, like, we saw him in his underwear. Was he in his underwear? Yeah, because he got covered by his blanket and then the foghorn fell on him. Mm, maybe, I don't know. When did he get dressed? At what point did they change from a scene where he was undressed to a scene where he was dressed? I don't know. Maybe they just didn't want to repeatedly show SpongeBob in his underwear. Maybe, maybe they maybe just there's just like a limit on how much dressed. he can be shown in his underwear. I don't think so because they've shown Patrick's butt on screen, so I think they're good. There. Yeah, maybe it was like deliberate unreliable narrating like from the pov of the camera they deliberately did not show him getting dressed because Mm -hmm. then we would know we just had to be very attentive to his shirt collar you laughed a lot in this episode (laughs) it was good you also did a lot of like tongue clicking which i wasn't sure if you were laughing or that might just be my tongue has been like in pain for the past couple of days i think i bit on it real hard at some point but i don't remember Mm. i might have been asleep when i was like chewing on my tongue that might be a factor (laughs) i see i'm like looking over because i try to write down um spots like just little pieces of dialogue that will jar my memory (laughs) on where i uh like points where one of us laughed Mm -hmm. and just uh some of these, like, are still, like, making me laugh a little bit. <laughs> That's good. That's a good sign. Mm-hmm. One of the things that did, like, I don't know that it made me laugh, but, like, 
it did sort of like it was funny mm-hmm. like just the idea of it was uh um, when he was talking about his name tag like it's who will help it it's like lost and alone oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. who will feed it like wh- what does a name tag eat <laughs> that's an interesting question what got me was when he was like having an anxiety vision of a bank robber robbing a bank and he's wearing spongebob's name tag that, that was, was pretty the good. thing that i wrote down yeah because why would you wear any sort of identifier that's the point because he's like huh I'll, I know the perfect crime. I'll wear this guy's name tag so he gets pinned for it and I go scot-free. <laughs> because when they finally pull up Spongebob and I look up nothing like a yellow square. I don't know, man. That's just what they saw. They saw the name tag. Spongebob's gotta be him. Yep. All the clues are coming together. No more investigating done or mm-hmm. needed. But yeah, another thing that really got me was when... Squidward makes a suggestion to Spongebob to retrace his steps, and um, Spongebob is like, oh, you're a genius! Cover my shift for me! And then he leaves, and Squidward is so flattered. He's like, oh, genius, huh? He's <laughs> like, sure, okay. <laughs> and then there's just that moment. He, like, he waits a beat, and he's like, hey, wait a minute! <laughs> that was good. Another spot that I laughed, uh, where I laughed, was, uh, and I think you laughed as well, was uh, shortly after when uh, we see Patrick for mm-hmm. the second time, was with all the high Spongebobs. Yeah, yeah, that was good. And he's repeating his morning, like, his morning ritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially at one point, he's says, uh, well, what's my motivation? I know, it's like he's in an improv group or something. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Like, he clearly was just not grasping it at all. It was good. My favorite was... thing, when he's, my favorite part of that whole interaction when he was like, you gotta say your line, and then Patrick was like, hi. Like, that's what he <laughs> meant. And then he said it again, he was like, hi, Spongebob. And I don't know, just that very belated repetition got me real bad. Like, the delivery was perfect. Yeah, they really did it. They did a good job. Mm -hmm. Repetition was like a really big theme in this episode. I mean, obviously all the times that Spongebob repeated his morning ritual. But then you have the... Every time someone says that his identity is missing, either he or Patrick has that little hyperventilation sequence where they pass out at the end. Mm -hmm. That was repeated a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And when they're in the dumpster, they repeat the whole, um, every time Spongebob has his back to Patrick, Patrick sees the, sees the, the name tag. The cried name tag. Yeah, yeah. And then Spongebob turns back around and he immediately forgets what he saw because that's just the rules of Patrick's brain, I guess. And so that's repeated a few times. Um... Which normally I would be like, that's kind of annoying. They're just repeating the same thing over and over again. But they do it a lot. And I don't know, it kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it did well. I think that whole dumpster scene had a couple good lines in it. I think it was also just sort of funny. Um, mm-hmm. Not even just the lines, but also just um, the scene itself. Mm-hmm. That whole... 
Like, how long has that trash been in there that it's liquefied <laughs> that they can swim through it? Well, the storyboarders just, or the writers just didn't want to draw every individual piece of trash. <laughs> That's Fair. probably the answer. <laughs> Fair. That's true. But, but I also... did like it. I did like good job on the artists when Patrick was just throwing a bunch of garbage behind him and then Spongebob is like, Patrick, stop! Stop it, Patrick! And then we finally see that Spongebob's covered in garbage and he like has a garbage beard. That was just really... I like the texture. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I think like, so. They did a really good job rendering that and just making it look kind of hilarious. Because it was sort of drawn in the way that permanent objects are drawn, like like inanimate objects that aren't expected to move are painted sort of more deliberately because they don't have to draw multiple frames of them, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was drawn in that style, very um, exquisitely rendered with all of the garbage on him. And I thought it was nice. I mean, obviously, it was disgusting, but... <laughs> also, that is the stench of discovery. Yeah, that was good. They call back to later. I think it's like the final line. Oh, yeah. He's like, what is that stench from Mr. Krabs? And SpongeBob is like, discovery? discovery? One thing that I really want to point out is that Squidward is not wearing a name tag. Like, oh. he's never wearing a name tag, and he's never reprimanded for this. I feel like when you zoom in, sometimes you see, like, that, like, when they zoom in, sometimes you see, like, a white little placard. I don't know why I was touching my chest. You can't. This is an audio (laughs) medium. You can't see that. No, but I mean, when Mr. Krabs was conducting the inspection that he announced earlier in the episode, he's looking at Squidward's hat. That surprise inspection. Yeah, the surprise inspection. He looks at Squidward's hat, he looks at Squidward's shirt, clearly looks at the spot where he is not wearing a name tag, and then he's like, you pass the inspection as long as you shave your nose hairs. Yeah. So, yeah. What the fuck, Mr. Krabs? You suck at this. Double standards. Mm-hmm. Which means maybe he wouldn't even notice if Spongebob had walked in not wearing a name tag, because apparently he's not even looking out for that. Or maybe he just has, like, two different standards because he knows the bar is so low for Squidward because... That's true. Squidward is so ready to just walk out. Squidward Mm -hmm. just needs a reason. So how would you rate this episode, Sean? Mm, I'd give it, like, an eight or nine. I mean, I definitely laughed several times, and even the ending was pretty good. Like, they didn't drop the noir at the very ending which i feel like they they could have dropped the ball and like yeah in future episodes they might have dropped the ball like in... patty caper they yeah. sort of did so i think that that definitely earns them some high points because like they carry the ball all the way through and also it was just, it was a good episode it was a very mm-hmm. funny episode i forgot about the ending for the ending of the episode like, it seemed almost like they were framing that as, like, oh, well, he could have just borrowed a name tag. But, like, oh, I know. Whose name tag the could he have borrowed? He, like, calls her Betty, and she's like, oh, I'm not Betty. I just borrowed my <laughs> co-worker's uniform. This is just sort of fun. 
And this also implies, which I was interested in, that she was washing her name tag with her shirt. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that SpongeBob puts on his shirt backwards and the name tag is already on the shirt. Like, he didn't put it on backwards and then put the name tag on the wrong way, too. So he put the name tag on the shirt and then put the shirt on him? I mean, to be fair, I understand this. I leave, unless I'm washing my apron, I just leave my name tag on my apron because I cannot be bothered to keep up with my name tag. Well, an apron is one thing, but a shirt that gets dirty and you have to wash it regularly... I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that apron gets dirty regularly, so I have to wash it. So. Uh, my apron gets dirty, too. I never wash that shit. <laughs> oh, we have to wear ours and, like, keep them, like, nice and clean and everything. Oh, mine's dirty as hell. No one could, no one tells me anything. <laughs> oh, no. We can get in trouble because we can get mystery shoppers. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's these things called mystery shoppers. And but like, what if it gets dirty during a shift? You can't just take well, it off and wash it. No, like, I mean, you can still get graded graded on that with a mystery shopper uh, for food employee uh, cleanliness, which so I did stupid. get. I was judged by a mystery shopper what just the recently. Fuck? You've been working there for like two weeks and you already got a mystery shopper. They they come in at random and judge the whole store. That sounds terrible. Yeah, you don't have not- that. If we're yeah, terrible and unhygienic, that's just how we are. You're a restaurant. <laughs> Yeah. Not a not a food chain. Wouldn't they be more? I don't know. I almost think they would be more critical of the food restaurant than just a fast food place. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> For me, I would rate this episode probably an eight out of ten name tags. Um. Like, it was really good, but I'm judging it by the metric of Band Geeks is the best episode, and it's not as good as Band Geeks. Like, it made me laugh quite a few times, and it was kind of clever, but when most of your episode is just, like, Spongebob going through a terrible sequence of events over and over again, it's like, okay, I get it. But overall, 8 out of 10. So what are we even watching next week? Graveyard Shift and Curse of the Hex. Yes, I would very much like to watch Graveyard Shift. Graveyard Shift is a good one. Not familiar with Curse of the Hex. That sounds very generic. I only remember bits and pieces of what I read from the wiki. But both are very entertaining. And I'm very much in a Halloween mood. Even though (laughs) these will not be posted by Halloween well, that sounds good to me. So next week, Graveyard Shift, Kirks of the Hex, watch them if you want to, or don't, and just catch up with us. But yeah, bye. That's the episode. See ya. See ya. I gotta piss so bad. <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to wrap it up. I gotta piss so bad. <laughs> <laughs>